0: Welcome to the Adult Child of Dysfunction Podcast, where we untangle the past, rewrite the present, and reclaim our future. I am your host, Tammy Vincent, and together we will break free from old patterns, heal wounds, and create new narratives. Are you ready to transform the effects of your dysfunctional past into your superpowers? Are you excited to get back in touch with your true authentic self? If so, then hit subscribe and join me weekly on the Adult Child of Dysfunction Podcast, Here we will learn from experts as well as experienced thrivers how to turn our trials into smiles while living our most authentic and joyful lives. Well, hello and everybody and welcome to another episode. Today we have with us Liz Holland. Liz is the CEO of Sensory Product Design, is a lifelong sensory processing disorder survivor and a problem solver. And she's going to explain to all about that to you. As a six-time international award-winning product designer and entrepreneur, she has spent her life seeking solutions to all kinds of everyday problems and triggers just to live in her own unrelenting body. She has taken her diagnoses and turned them into a company that finds ways to help others. I'm sure that just leads open to the whole discussion. (laughs) So Liz, I'm going to just let you take it from there and introduce yourself. And I'm super happy to have you here today. Oh, thanks so
1: much, Tammy. As she said, my name's Liz. Um, and yeah, I I was diagnosed with sensory processing disorder about eight or nine years ago, and um, it's one of my diagnoses. It was dyslexia in my twenties and ADD, and and um, what I have found, like at the beginning of the diagnosis, there was only. Uh, Material available for children, which is wonderful that we are recognizing in children. I completely support that. But what about those of us that have been struggling, deeply struggling for decades, um, not knowing it's real? You know, we it's. I knew that sun in my eyes made my headache go from bad to worse, and bad certain smells just took me away and my tactile system super sensitive and you know i knew i it was difficult to live in this body and i've had headaches every day of my adult life that too um and and in researching what i could do to for myself there was just nothing out there um occasionally on the kids articles they say oh if Adults, it's very rare in adults, and it, if they do have it, they've likely had it since childhood, and they've likely come up with solutions to, to work through it. And I'm like, no, we haven't. <laughs> We've had everybody around us say, what's your problem? Get over it. You know, and you felt, well, I felt shitty about, you know, all the struggles that I had. It made me just feel worse, and I'd get, be mad at myself because I couldn't get over it, and I thought I should get over it. And so, like, coming to that place where you go, this is real, and then, this is what's happening in my body, I realized, wait, I had been making things for myself quietly because, uh, you know, I studied industrial design, product design, my dad was an inventor, so I literally make three or four types a month to this day to live in this body. <laughs> I keep on kind of going, ooh, but if I did that and that, or if I change that thing I already have, to it would work better like this. And so I went, wait a second, I've been doing this. And, you know, I could really help a lot of people by just getting some of the products I've invented out there. So I decided what's, what's the first one? Because I've got dozens. And um, I decided on my cozy line. I have right here a cozy throwsy. And it's a throw blanket that has hand pockets. Not only hand pockets, but it has a finger and thumb opening, so you can read your book, you should have your drink, do whatever you want. You can do pretty much anything with these. And then it has foot pocket too. So, like it's been, it's the only blanket in history that has like addressed the fundamental issue of warming your extremities i think most people can relate to the fact that if your hands and feet are cold there it's just impossible to fully get warm so if we don't take care of our extremities we're never going to get to a place of feeling warm and relaxed and in our body but as you know as we developed it as i got the samples and all the details of the samples made it was like wait a second this is this just settles my nervous system like instantly. I get in it. I'm like, oh, there it is, there it is, and it's it's because it feels like a swaddle, you know, mm-hmm. an adult swaddle to have this safety place. And and uh, you know, the original vision of the company was to shine a light on sens- sensory processing disorder, so that people that that struggle with it have you know, and the people in their life understand it better through an experiential thing. But what we found is like, it's good for anybody with the nervous system. So the vision became much bigger to help, you know, people notice their nervous system. Most people don't notice it. If they do notice it, they don't think they can do anything about it. It just is what it is. But what if we could settle our nervous system? What if we develop tools? So I I invite the people that have bought one to you know, come home, maybe you had a shitty day, notice where your nervous system is then, then, you know, wrap yourself up and and give it a minute and say, where is it now? And if it helps, then awesome, you have a tool that helps bring down your nervous system available anytime. And this is where the pockets also become great, because for me, my comfort of temperature is very, very narrow, and too hot is sometimes worse than too cold. And so I can Get my hands or feet out if I'm if I'm starting to warm up too much, and those micro adjustments make it so that I get the benefits of nervous system settling and the nuance of of making my temperatures just right. <laughs> because it's like I want my feet warmer, but I don't want my arms. You know? <laughs> constantly adjusting in that way plus the there's a little bit of weight in the pockets so when you have it over your shoulder this was a lovely surprise after i was working up the prototypes you can you know keep it on your shoulders and type some people type with their hands in the pockets i can't do that um but some people do but this way you know, in comparison to a regular blanket, you can have it stay on your shoulders. And so all that micular adjusting is is just lovely. And we made it just really high quality fabric. It's double-sided. So you literally will, it'll be like, oh, I've never been warm like this before. Um, because of both how it's made and the details of forming the pockets. So so I wanted to start with the broadest reach. We also have the child version. This one's called the Cozy Throw. And we use the ZZZ emoji or, so we call that Zs. So it's Cozy Throw Zs. And then the child version is Cozy Cozies, Cozy Cozy's <laughs> and Cozy Throw Z. <laughs> And soon to come the Cozy Cozy and the Cozy Tozy. <laughs> so that's the, the product line of Cozy's that I just wanted to reach that broader audience to. Help people to just start by checking in the nervous system. I like when it is settled to think about the other ways that I I um, get triggered and the things that might bring it down. I, I like to develop lots of tools for different situations to recognize, oh shit, I've been triggered. And you know, it's not just sensory triggers. I certainly have dozens of those. But it's like the emotional triggers, the assholes out in the world, you know, road rage or something like that. There's so many things that we all get triggered by, and you know, you can't—you're stuck with it if you don't acknowledge it. You don't acknowledge Absolutely. that you've been tri- triggered, and you feel this way about it. <laughs> you know, if you—if you can't even just start there with, "Oh my God, that was an awful experience." You know, there's no way to kind of like, okay, now what do I need? That was awful. And it's it's them, it's not me, it's what? It's, you know, what are the things that comfort me? I've got my puppy dog here. She's always my faithful companion. She's one of my tools, <laughs> you know? She makes me feel better. Kitty cat in the other room, you know, having a cat to purr on your lap. That's a very sensory settling experience or nervous system settling experience you know, but everybody's going to have their own that are especially good. But, you know, it's good to know what you you need, you know, in those moments. So you
0: said that you suffered with this all of your life, but you were never diagnosed. Mm -hmm. So what as a child, like, what did you go through? Like, what were some examples that you can remember as being like, say, in middle school or grade school, you know, when you were young?
1: Throughout my childhood, sitting at the dinner table crying for three four hours not being allowed to leave until i ate the food that i could not eat um and um that certainly was really strong the headaches came on in my teenage years and so anything and it smells trigger me big time lighten my eyes triggers me you know i remember all of that since childhood um but i also grew up in a very unsupported <laughs> if you want to call it that it's you know abusive environment that there it wasn't safe to even say anything about anything ever really i went to the other end of the house as much as possible i was the youngest by four five and six years of my siblings and you know they tortured me too i was saying early my brothers used to tie me up and tickle me until I either peed my pants or cried so hard. You know, that was their goal. And that's why this being wrapped up is really good for me. Because I get really triggered if I get stuck in something. If my get stuck in my sheets or somebody's holding me down. You know, that's really hard for me. But the, the fact that I can kind of like choose the level of comfort in this. Was very specifically designed for me. Because I don't, you know, it scares me to be. Contained like that. Um, So, yeah, there were just so many and there was just no space, no space at all for um, help (laughs) or I'm struggling or, you know, I mostly got told that I never should have been born. And if abortion was legal, they would have definitely aborted me. (laughs) It's like, so there was a lot of getting over trauma.
0: So that was coming
1: from mom
0: and dad? Mm hmm. So it was, yeah. So when you started having, so you don't know and you'll never know whether you were born with the SPD, right? That's what it's called, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Yeah, SPD or the trauma triggered, but either way
1: it was exasperating. Yeah. Like my parents were heavy smokers. My dad, five packs a day. And Mm -hmm. so I was always around smoke. My mom, three and a half packs a day. Um, he'd smoke, literally just change smoke. He'd smoked a whole pack waking up in the night to smoke a cigarette, go back to sleep, smoke another, smoke another, smoked in the shower. You know, it was just, it was just awful. (laughs) So cigarette smoke, if I see somebody, if I'm walking down the street and I see somebody smoking, I have a whole technique of like taking a big deep breath in and exhaling slowly (laughs) as I pass them so that I'm all, I'm exhaling the whole time. But yeah, no, it was just, it was rough. And there was so much to recover from, not just all of the sensory triggers, but from all the trauma. And uh, fortunately, I went to art school and and I found out I was dyslexic at that time. And that was another huge thing. I was keeping this huge secret that I didn't know how to read books and start at the beginning and finish at the end way. I knew how to get information from books, but the words jumped around too much and I was just terrified of telling anybody. So, but the gift behind it is I learned how to learn in so many ways to keep the secret. (laughs) And, um, you know, so that served me well. And then when I got over, this is real, this happens for people. Um, you know, I was able to examine that end of things, but I also was able to teach myself to read and, you know, it, it, Sometimes I just have to put the book down or not read, you know, especially like legalese is very difficult for me, but um, I, I have that gift of learning all these ways to learn, learning analytical thinking and, and then having the benefit of learning how to read too. And so, and I think the SPD makes me a better designer because I notice all the details of everything, (laughs) you know, and I don't like, details that bother me you know and I my sense of what bothers me is much higher than most people so if it if I like it then most people are gonna like it from a details point of view so that's a good way to um, look at it so yeah, you literally yeah.
0: run it through your all your senses like you can take a burlap piece of fat you know burlap back <laughs> and be like okay this doesn't smell good this isn't gonna be closed oh This my doesn't God, just
1: thought of a (laughs) burlap anywhere near me is like ew ew. (laughs) I was gonna say maybe that
0: was a little extreme example for me to use that probably wasn't too kind I'm sorry but I was trying to picture something where I would pick it up and go nope doesn't smell good I don't want
1: to wear this nope feels rough Mm -hmm. I don't want to have this on my body yeah so it is so common like I can't stand tags in my clothes yeah my clothes home is very first thing and I've developed you know this I've learned to if it has a tag that I will likely end up cutting two holes in the back of my shirt, <laughs> you know, a really tricky one to get off. Um, it's sometimes not worth buying it because I destroy it right away. Cause it's that important that I get the tag off. And oh
0: yeah. yeah. I had a friend who had a little girl who had Asperger's and it was the same thing. Like she couldn't back then the style was for the little girls to wear the elastic wrists. Like they're, they had elastic mm-hmm. in the wrists and then it'd be like a little poofy thing. And anything mm-hmm. with elastic, lace, anything, she'd literally get to school. And by the time she got to school, all her clothes were off. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, and I used to tell her, like, she would get a new shirt. She'd be tearing at it. And I'm like, just cut the tag out. Like, right. don't
1: even work. <laughs> like, but you after... have to cut it well because you can make it worse. If you leave residue, if you can't really get to cutting it perfectly, you know, it's it can be worse. So you really have to um know you know know how to do it well if you don't want to ruin the clothes. I always miss the one in the side because I got the one in the back and then I'm wearing the clothes and I'm kind of like eh, eh, eh. Wait, oh yes it's the tag over there. And so <laughs> ridiculous. And they never they they sensitive. never picked up on that at school? No, nobody picked up on anything in my day you know I got that 790 on my SATs for maths, so that's how I helped compensate for the reading, and 310 for English. You know, they look 1100. Oh, that's an okay store. They didn't look at, you know, almost perfect to really pretty low. You know, and right. there's a discrepancy there, but you know things were a lot different in a lot of ways. We certainly didn't know about dyslexia as one or ADD or ADHD, Um, but but there was also, we didn't know anything about learning from different ways. You know, these days, teachers are aware that, that some kids are auditory learners, some are visual learners, some are, you know, and that's part of our dialogue. And that's why, you know, sensory processing disorder in children is we're we're aware of it now, right? And there's a, a woman that I love to follow, Brooke Weinstein. She's a doctor and she teaches uh, neurosensitive parenting, neuro something centric parenting. And while it's a lot about children, of course, as being the parent, um, she starts with the with the parents you know, and having them understand themselves, and if they can understand themselves, then they're going to be able to understand their kids better, and, you know, it's pretty common for it to be generational, and it's also very common for people that have had a lot of trauma to have it kind of worse, okay. whether okay. they were yeah, do you think whether that- they inherited it or not,
0: you know, do you think most of the trauma was because of this or do you think that this was just a it just yeah, was exasperated yeah yeah exasperated for sure so it was just you were going through this crazy hard life like just trying to like you said be comfortable in your own skin and you got zero support so i can imagine like so something's too hot too cold doesn't have the right texture and then you're made yeah, to yeah. the table or
1: yeah, yeah. I just, there was no, there was no compassion for anything, you know, and, and right now, like I had a family of six and I only have one left, two brothers, both parents all died before 65, but my dad died at 57 and my mom's wow. 65, my brother's 62 and then 37 year old. So, you know, and they all basically had died of their addictions, you know, the smoking Mm -hmm. Um, drinking that you know so I had to work through all the those things as well and I kind of that's how I viewed my life is this kind of graduation of each thing I couldn't take on everything at once you can't you know it's completely overwhelming so I've had three marriages so the first one was drugs and alcohol that I really like completely graduated from and never did again Um, And the second was physical abuse. And the third was the hardest, most insidious, was one of all emotional and mental abuse. And, you know, constantly be made to feel like you're stupid and wrong and, you know, ridiculous. Where'd you get that? I don't understand. You know, you just make up stuff. I'm like, I... I got it from my own brain. I, I'm thinking about it, and this is what I think. You know, if it's if I couldn't prove that it was published somewhere, <laughs> then then it wasn't valid. And you know, it was just it took a long time to graduate from these things and and really rolling up my sleeve and and looking, shining a light in the dark places and and uncovering the patterns that existed and where they came from and. Now I live this beautiful life with this amazing man who's just the sweetest person in the whole world. So loving, so supportive. And it's not like I feel like that's my reward for graduating and doing all the work. Not like it doesn't come back, but I didn't get the diagnosis of SPD until I had graduated from that last marriage. I Just before my diagnosis is when Phil and I met and um, we've been together nine years. So.
0: Huh, congratulations.
1: I love yeah. that you say
0: I love that you say graduated from like, I don't think yeah. I've ever heard that term in all of my years of, you know, <laughs> healing and Al-Anon. And I mean, yeah, you graduate, yeah. you know, you get your little chips and stuff and right. AA right. and the 12 step programs and stuff. But just to have someone say, you know, I graduated from that trauma, like then I move on to the next one. It's like, you know, <laughs> yeah. like everyone
1: is. Yeah. It's like, oh, crap, there's another one I got to be working on now. <laughs> and so it what? like At the deepest, darkest time, you know, my ex left without even saying goodbye to his daughter. We knew he was going to be moving out, but we didn't know the exact day. And he just, we kind of looked around and said, hmm, I wonder if he's coming back. Never called or never did anything. You know, was going through massive amounts of pain. My sensory stuff was just knocking me down for weeks, if not months at a time. And um, my daughter came to me. She was 14 and the time my older daughter is 22 and she said mom when's it gonna be better when's it? and I'm like sweetie I don't know I just, but I know it will I know it will and we have loved each other fiercely through every step of this and we'll have that like a lot of people don't know what that feels feels like to really fiercely love each other through the difficult times And I said, you know, at least none of us have cancer. None of us have been shot. We don't live in a war zone, you know, like, we'll get through. Literally two weeks later, my older daughter gets diagnosed with cancer. Oh, God bless you. How, how, um, you know, I needed to shove the other stuff aside and be there for her, even if it took every bit of energy I had. And um but I developed a philosophy back in those times, and I called it the 51% philosophy. And it it's basically all of us, we all need at least 51% positive to 49% negative. And it's not like, you know, your kids aren't all positive or all, ne- you know, you, depends on the day, how much mm-hmm. you know, that ratio looks like. But it was like, how do I have less negative this this thing my daughter having cancer is negative and hard and it's as much as i can take and so and then how do i have more positive in this situation where everything was already really bad and so i realized okay well i gotta like figure out how to reduce the negative and that was like limiting time energy loves attention that i give to people that didn't you know that it was more negative than positive and I always say don't shove them away it's like gently push them away continue to do you know less because if you shove them they get meaner and madder and they come back <laughs> don't do that <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and then on the positive like without having to change your whole life uh one of my my best techniques for me is I, I'm an avid tennis player. And I play competitively and I call it my whack-a-ball therapy because it's emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually, it it hits all my buttons. So I was like, okay, you know, I hit that perfect shot and it's like, oh, it feels so good. So I called it the five-second rule. When you have something that feels so good, can you just spend five seconds going, yes. That's a good, feel the endorphins, high five your partner or whatever it is. You know, anytime you have that yummy, yummy experience, can we just give ourselves five seconds more to soak it up? Embrace it. Yeah, up. absolutely. It increases the good. And then it also shows you very clearly what are the really good things in your life? you know, and how can you actually get a little bit more of them a little bit more and soak them up and appreciate, you know, the people and, you know, showing your love and to people that are really worthy of it. And, you know, it's just like a constant balance. And, you know, I knew that we were in this dark tunnel of muck and and it's way, way off in the distance with light. And it's just like trudge. Trudge is a good thing. Just you know, if you lay down in the muck, you're just stuck in the muck. So right. you know, whatever I can do to trudge every day towards that light and, you know, add some good any place I could get it and limit the people, any place I could limit them. And and I kept my head just barely above water through all of that. It's been 10 years now, 11 years, actually, We that Lenny has been cancer free. And the 10 years was the big... The yeah, doctor kept on saying it's not if but when, and I'm like, do you think I forgot? You t- tell me every time, <laughs> like we're holding her. This is the day I get to exhale <laughs> because the test came back okay. You don't have to remind me. I, I really I really know that it you that that's what we've been told, and so but we got to ten years and and now eleven, and so and now like. I'm living life at 80%, even though I'm, you know, I have some really stressful times. I had some devastating blows with my business over the holidays and, you know, not easy stuff, but I'm still, like I tell my girls, I'm still the happiest I've ever been in my life, you know, that saying and something, and I will figure this out. I don't know how, you know, but I'm, I'm stop- I'm not stopping. <laughs> it's
0: trudging. I like that. Just trudging. You you know, it's it's good just to, like you said, it's like, if you have so much bad, you have to get rid of the bad. And there's some very easy decisions, you know, the toxic people to me, that's, that's easy. Right. You know, it's, I I used to have this coach and he said it so perfectly. He was like, you know, your end goal, you Mm -hmm. know, where you want to get, you know, where you want to be, you know, you're working one step at a time to get there. So every time somebody, something, a situation or anything else comes into the play, you just ask yourself one question. Does it either contaminate me and my progress or does it contribute to it? And if Mm -hmm. it contaminates it, let it go. You know, it's kind of like it's not personal then. It's just, nope, this is not helping me. So if it's a person, place, thing, idea, whatever it is, it it has no use. There's no use for it. So we can, or if quickly, family and you try and push, you
1: know, like cut them off. When, I mean,
0: that's, a, that's, a, a yeah. that's of course a little more difficult, but yeah. it's still, I mean, I don't know. It's like once you're that headstrong, as far as right. this is my goal, this is where I'm going. Nothing is going to slow me down. I'm going to trudge. So that might be just a little trudging with the family.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's also like, I say very happily these days. I don't have to hang out with assholes anymore. <laughs> I just don't, you know. And it's like, even Phil, in his unconditional loving, he's like, if if like somebody from his life that I I feel uncomfortable around, I don't feel like they like me or get me or something, and I'm like, eh, it's okay. Maybe I'm just not gonna you go hang out with them. And, but he's like, they're dead to me, <laughs> you know. Like if if they make me feel that way. He doesn't question me or doubt me or put me down for feeling that way. He he hundred percent backs me. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean like, you can go I, I'm not trying to say you don't hang out with him. I just he goes, no, no, no. <laughs> you know? And to have that kind of backing, like, whoa. Especially after <laughs> three bad ones. Yeah, yeah. Like after a lifetime of of nobody ever backing me on anything you know it's was like wasn't even just the marriages it was just I never felt I was always told I was wrong if I had mm-hmm. if and I after, was and uncomfortable after, in any way you know yep. and certainly made me feel like I shouldn't even express if I'm uncomfortable because right. it's going to make me feel even worse
0: yep and after a while like people don't even you know I was I was talking about it today with somebody and I was talking about how like some, you know, I think you mentioned even in your notes, like there's the big T trauma and there's the little T trauma. And we were talking about and trying to kind of get the distinction. And I was like, well, a perfect example is like you using you as an example. You just said that your parents were like, oh, I wish we had never had you. And if I could have aborted you, I would have done that and blah, 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 blah. And that's a huge, that's a big T, like, here, and especially hearing that your whole life. And then you have a first grader who literally is on the playground and her mother doesn't come to pick her up. And a friend says to her, wow, your mother must not like you. That's a little (laughs) T, but boy, it hits just as hard to that little girl
1: as a big T. Well, and the little T's are, like, my therapist talked about them being, like, constant and relentless, whereas, like, a big T, you get raped. That's a huge big T. That's a big T. But it's not, the little T's that follow that is reliving it and reliving it and not, you know, and having that that trauma kind of come up over and over again in its variety of ways, you know. Right. So it's like... Yeah, it's just like, which is harder? It doesn't really matter. They're both awful. (laughs) And exactly. Manifest in these different ways. And so, yeah, it's crazy.
0: Exactly. It's, yeah, there's no difference unto what it does to your psyche as a little child. (laughs) No no difference at all. So, what were some of the, I don't want to use the word modalities, but were like some of, what are some of the things that you did to get you past that? Like when, what was your big aha moment where you knew that you, needed something
1: better? Well, I mean, there were many of them along the way. As a child, I knew like animals. We always had two dogs and two cats of families. My mom was always like, that's the proper amount. And if one died, we got another of that species. So the animals were my refuge. And I learned when I got my first dog on my own in college, where my mom was like trying to tell my dog he was, she was going to jail. She had a pen out back. She called jail. And I'm like, you're not allowed to send my dog to jail. She didn't do anything wrong. And, (laughs) and so I realized I could stand up to my mom and that. So when I had children, I really pushed back on her, all of her shit that she would just spew at me. You know, the day she arrived, she's like, is she on formula yet? (laughs) And I'm like, no, and she never will be. And, and, you know, my sister looked at me and said, how do you say that stuff to mom? You know, that's pretty brave that you talk right back to her. And I was like, huh, I just do. But it made me realize that as an adult with her that I could push back and then she actually respected me more for it. And when she, she died of lung cancer and her last communication to me was on mother's day she died like two day two weeks later and um she wrote she used to have this beautiful handwriting and it was really sloppy that was one of the re- reasons we knew it was her last good day but she wrote she wished she had taken mothering lessons from me and Aww. so you know we had a nice full circle moment in there and um but i also like wanted to raise my children like i raised my animals that you know with unconditional love totally but not without boundaries you know i'm a very good dog trainer people are always coming to me how what do you what do you my dog's doing this what do you suggest And I'm like have you talked to them about it <laughs> and they're like what <laughs> Like, you know they might not understand sentences but they understand energy and you have to put up the boundaries and be consistent And it's a loving act. And you don't even have to be an asshole about it. You just need to be firm and, and say, you know, this is how it's done. You know, my kids, I'm like, you will never, ever, ever, ever get what you want by whining. So don't, don't go there. Don't even waste your time, right? right? You know, it's like, nope, I don't hear whining. You got ten minutes to go away. And if you still want to convince me of something, work on your argument because that, that is not working. And they come back and like, mom, this is you know why it's important to me and this is what I will do. And, you know. And I taught them how to ask for things in a reasonable way. So I'm really big on the, you know, the guide rails or the, you know, teaching them how to get what they want without being an asshole about it, I'd always do it with a big smile on my face. But, you know, it's like go back, no, no yelling, no hitting, hitting just, <laughs> just try again. I want you to have everything you want in this world. I'm, I'm your biggest cheerleader, but I'm just not going to give it to you if you do that. Amen. And so, um, you know, so those kinds of things just started with the dogs and the cats. It's just like they were my little teachers, and they still are. And you know, they there's this bundle of unconditional love, and you know, and they respond to time, attention. You know, it's not just boundaries. It's they just get it at such a deep level. And if I can mimic that at least, it, even most of the time, then I'm doing all right. And the That's awesome. Off- you're not the you're
0: not the first yeah. person I've heard use pets as an example of that and and uh, not only just the healing but the unconditional love for and the treating them like you would treat your kids and you know it's it's funny a lot of pet I mean I when I tell this story a lot so people are probably tired of hearing it if you've heard me enough but when I was 26 I was getting ready to have my first kid and I had no idea what unconditional love felt like none so mm-hmm. I did go out and I was like well let me see this is a good test of the human spirit because who doesn't love a little you know eight week old puppy
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: and it was the same thing that's that's the first experience I had yeah and Ugh. it was and it's
1: like so many people are like oh they're too much of a hassle for gets on and you have to train them and they have accidents and things like that it's like you know in comparison to what you get out of this this being <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like oh you just have your priorities all wrong you know it's a little what's a little fur you know yeah I'm constantly covered in fur and probably I should <laughs> be better about that but I don't just don't care <laughs> no I
0: go to work with black hair all over my shirt and I'm like so what I had to snuggle on my dog before I left leave me alone
1: <laughs> it's all good it's funny because I wear a lot of black and I, th- and I say she, she's a rescue. And I'm like, if I thought about it more, I would have gotten her in black. <laughs> but, and then I was like, Hey, I could just start wearing lighter colors too. There Same amount of hair. You just don't see it as much. <laughs> no.
0: And I wouldn't worry about it either way. So yeah. tell me about your next so. Your, bit you have your business. Do, is there any? Do you do other stuff on the side? I know you're on here podcasting. Do you just do that for fun, or what do you?
1: Well, no, I do it to to share what my my company's about and what my product lines about. It's certainly. Um, helpful for people that are watching and not just listening that to to see it in action I think we described how the pockets work and stuff um, so I've been that's been kind of a new thing for me is to do these podcasts and I really enjoy them I have some awesome conversations with people so um doing that as much as possible but no I am I am 60 hours a week doing mm. my business um, yeah. it's it's very intense. And like I said, had a few heartbreaks. I had was guaranteed spots on national television programs, Kelly Clark- Clarkson and Fox Gift Guide and Oprah. We were like this close to favorite things, but then she was going to do a New Year's piece and all fell through. And I ordered all this inventory and <laughs> it's like, yep. So, you know, I'm trying to write the ship and, and you know, I partner with people and some of the people I've partnered with in the past and re- produce the results that they promised. And so it's just like, what do I need to do? How do I need to do this? It's yep. It's got to be done. And yeah, so it has been my full time job. And, it, it you know, but living in this body, if I'm not on top of the first trigger that might be a tiny little trigger and then the next if you get a domino effect if i get a domino effect but i think it's pretty too true for all of us that if you, like once you get one trigger senses are on high alert and something that might not be a trigger gets triggered and and so if i don't catch it early and notice and pay attention and take action to bring my self back to center I'm in trouble and I can be knocked down and be catatonic for 36 hours. I mean, it, it it's really that bad. One day mm-hmm. I walked in, I had, uh, you know, it's out in the world, which always can be challenging because I never know what might trigger me. And I walked in the door, massive headache. I was already in bad state, but I had this big package and I opened it up and this toxic smell comes out with it and it just boom, I was, you know, I didn't know it was going to happen. And I was just knocked off my feet for a good 36 hours. And so because I have to, you know, I important stuff going on, I have to be on top of the triggers, on top of my headaches, and to be able to function in this body as much as possible. You know, most entrepreneurs say 80 hours a week. You know, 60 is far more than I can <laughs> <laughs> handle I mean um, but it's just we're at a critical time and I have to make sure it happens so I'm um, given everything I've got to it and-
0: well that's amazing I love the the one for the kids too because it seems like there's so many children right now and now that now it is something that we pay attention to that we we see in schools and we notice yeah. you know if you're a teacher I was I taught for a little while and you notice these things like you're taught to notice these things where they weren't 30 40 years ago. You know, so just to have like the snuggle, like I'm picturing, you know, that snuggle thing with the pockets and just wrapping you. And I mean, Mm -hmm.
1: well, Mm -hmm. and the children that desperately need a nap and are bouncing off the walls, and you're like, huh, it's like, go get in your cozy cozy. I'll be there in a minute. Mm -hmm. And they bit their hands and feet in, and they get all snuggled up in their (laughs) zones. Nine times out of ten, don't tell them that you know that this happens because we were thinking called the magic nappers because it just seems to do that. <laughs> but it's the same thing, they haven't been swaddled for many years, and right, you know, they get that same feeling of safe and comfy. And then they want one at school if they are in early childhood where there's nap time, and then the other kids are like, What do you and the teachers are like, Wow, where'd you get that?
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, I was, I like, taught the uh... I taught head start preschool and boy what i wouldn't have done for like 26 of those blankets <laughs> <laughs>
1: Exactly, <laughs> you know They're really magic and they make really cool forts oh i, I can them. imagine because there's places yeah, to hook up got the pockets and the, 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 pocket. the back here so a good fort always has that structural issue of the initial structure and then if that's solid you can pile on as many blankets and things on top of it. So we'll add a little added benefit.
0: <laughs> that is funny. So what's your next? Do you have any more prototypes working? Uh, do I have in reach?
1: All right, there it is. <laughs> Give me a chance to grab my water, which I desperately needed. I have the Cozy Gozy. So it's, it's sleeping like Cozy Grozy. And it's 100% waterproof on the outside, has a hood, has the hand pockets and feet pockets. The feet pockets have a zipper in the bottom. So if you really are freezing cold and you want to put your shoes all the way through and you have that kind of warming around your ankles, um, plus it's the best pic- picnic blanket ever because it's waterproof on the back side. On the back you side of the pockets, you can either anchor things down or store your, your um you know, wallet and keys and things in the pockets and it just rolls up this one comes and it has elastic so you just unroll it out and and uh have have it you know you're watching your kid play soccer and the temperature drops it sure drops around here yeah you know you can just more very much in it i really want to um license it to like football teams too yeah because if you had, like, we have the cowbell bears here, um, navy blue and gold are their colors, so navy blue on the outside and gold on the go bear. so people cheer up, stand up and cheer, and there's like a billboard you have, like, go team on there, <laughs> and then people see through the stadium, what's that billboard? Like, I must have one of those, and so that's, that's a great idea. The our our version that's just people can buy just for you know, as a blank version, but definitely one I licensed with football teams. And then we have the Cozy toesies, which is, will be after that one. We're planning this one in the spring. And um, that is a pocket at the foot of your bed. There's sheet fabric on top. It goes and wraps all the way around and has a Velcro underneath the the mattress. So you get it the perfect distance, like how tight or loose you want it. And then there are two pockets of warmth and if you are warm enough or your partner doesn't have cold feet you just pull them out and rest it on top and it's sheet fabric on top and there's it goes over the edge so if your feet are sticking up in the air you have kind of movement so that actually I, I invented first <laughs> and it's going to be the last to release so well, that's funny um, yeah <laughs> but it's like I did it it's funny, a lot of my best inventions are when I'm struggling the most. Um, when I'm in a lot of pain I, and I can't really function, but I still can think. Um, you know, I come up with these things. And so the cozy toesies came on a night that my feet were too hot. And I was lying there thinking, oh, what am I going to do? Do, do? And I, then I was thinking, oh, I hate it when it's the other extreme too. And I put socks on and my heat, feet are freezing and then my feet get too hot and then I got to kick the socks off. And <laughs> so, um, while I couldn't sleep for hours struggling with the temperature of my feet, that's when I invented that one. <laughs> so, that's <laughs> funny.
0: I'm just picturing, I'm picturing me cause I'm a hot, cold, hot, cold, like socks on, mm-hmm. socks off. I go to bed with one thing on, I wake up with one sock off,
1: my leg out of the covers. <laughs> I'm like, I think I need one of these things. It's but. nice. I actually, I, I haven't figured out exactly what the material would be, but I'd like to have a deluxe version that has actually a cooling thing under that you slide in under the sheet. So you either can go warm or you can go on top and it's actually cooling more than the other, uh, more than just regular sheet fabric. You know, when oh, you wow. first get in the, in bed, the sheets are nice and cool, but once you warm them up, they don't stay that way. So...
0: Um, yeah, <laughs> <So> all different, <laughs> all kinds of things. So I'll be, cu- I'm sure we will be curious to watch your progression and see what else <laughs> you come out with. I wanted to yeah. ask you though, before we kind of wrap it up, well, two things I had one, knowing what you went through as a child with having this and it not being diagnosed and everything, what are some suggestions you have for maybe, maybe just a quick couple tips for parents who think their child may have this sensory perception or processing disorder.
1: Mm-hmm. Um. Well, when even I had a dentist say to me, oh, my daughter has such a, you know, I'm so mad at her. She won't eat the food that I made for her. And I'm like, if she really can't eat it, it's that big a deal to her, then, you know, focus on nutrition, not you have to eat the food that's in front of you. What are the foods that work? You know, so it's like a curiosity. If they have like this reaction, you know, talk to them about it, figure out like what, okay, I hear you and I get that this is really big for you. So can you explain to me where, what you feel and how you, you know, other areas that are similar for you so that we can understand how your body works? So it's just curiosity instead of like frustration and right, you know, ask them. And it's just the same thing I do with <laughs> the It's like, have you talked to them about it? <laughs> you know, talk to them. You know, instead of like I know better. You know, we don't know better. We need need to you know understand that our our children are human beings and have value to offer us too. They're going to teach us things as much as we teach them things. And that's my value. right. So, but the best thing the best advice is just to
0: listen to them be open don't dismiss anything they say because you don't you know like i said my friend with the daughter that you would rip off her clothes she was constantly mm-hmm. getting spanked because she would rip off her clothes i'm like well it's driving her crazy to have those clothes on her body right because exactly why
1: don't you stop not, buying lace i mean right. flat out <laughs> right ask her what are the ones that that make her feel that way are are these shirts good? Is this fabric good? Do you feel like, because you're having a reaction, what is that? What let's dig, let's find out all the pieces that contribute to that big reaction. Exactly. And then of course there, there's way, there's lots of resources out for kids. They, you know, there's tests, they could, you know, just a questionnaire type things they can, you know, the parent can look at and kind of, Look through the questions and there's, you know, like Brooke Weinstein, Dr. Brooke, she has great, great combination of really fun videos of very, very short, like, you know, she'll, she'll dance around and she'll be like, you know, making little spaces about different things and words popping up about you probably are having this kind of reaction, you know, And then she'll have much more serious Dr. Brooke talking about like the neuro neurological reaction that goes on in your body, and so I love I love that you know, and <laughs> I'm not doing she's not I'm not promoting her in any way other than I've found her her Instagram to be just amazing. Well, no, I
0: mean, promote her because if, if it can help other people, that's what the whole object of the show is, you know, I mean, you're, you've got your own business and it has nothing to do with being a coach for people with this disease. So
1: (laughs) You know, there's no competition out there. So we want children that have this. I'm not being paid to promote her. I just think she's one of the best that I've seen that really acknowledges both parent and child. And if we understand ourselves, we can understand our children better. And Like everybody has things they don't like in their senses, right? People, you know, well, I experienced that too. Does that mean I have sensory and I'm like, you have sensory issues or do you have to solve it? Do you have to like, no, I got to get out of the store because I cannot handle the smell or, you know, whatever. If it's, if it's a big deal, then, then that points to, you know, it being bigger than just one thing, you know, now are there patterns of that? Are there other types of smells you can't handle? Is it this and that? And, you know, there's a point my kids said, you think everybody has sensory processing disorder? I'm like, no, I don't. I think everybody can relate to senses that they don't like, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever it is. And so, you know, it becomes a disorder when it shuts your nervous system down, when you have physical pain connected to it, you know, that's where it's the disorder sensory issues. We all have sensory issues. Things Exactly.
0: It's, it's the same thing with like, when you look at addiction, addiction, you know, when you're drinking, it's, it's an addiction once it becomes a problem and starts affecting your life in a negative way. Like that's, you know, it's, yeah, we all, I mean, I know there's things that I don't eat and it's never because of the taste. It's always because of the texture. You know, mm-hmm. I don't like lima beans because I feel like they have mashed potatoes in the middle and that's gross. I mean, there's, <laughs> I mean so I will suck a lima yeah.
1: bean. You know, I'll yeah. suck one, but I will not chew one.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, yeah. You know, so but no, does that affect relate. my life? That's, no, that's the good part. You can relate. We mm-hmm. don't, you know, that's that place of compassion and listening that I want people to get to is that that you can relate to these things. What if, what if that, sensory issue that you had was 10 times bigger and shut your nervous system down completely that you were catatonic you know can you can you then feel compassionate or empathetic towards your loved one that might have bigger reactions than you do right you know that's the shine a light on it so we all can go oh okay now i see Mm -hmm. and 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 a a little empathy god damn it what's your problem you know? Yeah, know, exactly,
0: <laughs> exactly. And a, limp, a little empathy goes a long way in every single situation in life. People just need to be more compassionate and more empathetic. They just do. That's
1: just, they just do walk and in I someone else's if we shoes. We all have ways to know our nervous system. We're all going to naturally get there, you know, mm-hmm. in a place of like, oh, yeah, I feel it too. Then it's so much easier to be loving, compassionate. Absolutely.
0: And- well, this was so much fun. I thank you for coming on, Liz. And yep. before we leave, I'm going to put all of your notes in, the, like all of your links, everything to your store so people can check out these things and get some of these fuzzy, warm blankets and with footholes. And I'm super psyched. <laughs> <laughs> so I will have all the links in there. But I want you to leave the listeners with one piece of advice. If they had to, you know, just something tangible they can take away with them, a piece of advice, words of wisdom, anything.
1: Let's see, I I go back to just noticing, just noticing, not judgment on yourself, not judgment on your kids, not on other people, just notice if you're feeling something, it's real, and it's okay, and we can notice if it's a pattern or if it's a one-time thing, but, you know, to, to take those times throughout your day to notice what you're experiencing, And, you know, if you notice it, then you can do something about it. If you go, (laughs) I'm not even going to think about that. It can sneak up from behind and grab you. (laughs) I don't like this. (laughs) Absolutely. So
0: awareness, just be aware. Just absolutely be aware of what's going on and then give yourself some grace and look at it, like you said, not with judgment, but with curiosity. I love that. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it. I
1: appreciate it too, Tammy. It was great.
0: Okay. Lovely thank you. Awesome. And we will follow you for sure. And we'll all get us those snuggy blankets. So for all of those listeners out there, thank you again for tuning in. And then the links will be in the show notes and you can reach out to Liz or myself with any questions that you have about that. I'm sure it arose some. So you mm-hmm. all have a blessed week and we will talk to you soon. Thanks so much for joining me today on the Adult Child of Dysfunction podcast. If this episode resonated with you, or you think someone else could benefit from what you heard, why not share it with someone you care about? Let's heal from our past and take back control of our lives together. If you're interested in learning more, head on over to www.tammyvincent.com for a free chapter of my book, Surviving Alcoholic Parents. While you're there, be sure to catch my invigorating seminar, Awakening Your Authentic Self. Together, we will rewrite our stories and turn trials into triumphant smiles. Until next time, keep embracing your strength, keep being you, and know that you are more than enough. You are way more than enough right here, right now.